All right, sister queens, what is up? What is happening? How are all the things? Welcome to another episode of Shades of Strong. Y'all, let me just tell y'all, we got a super good episode for y'all today. And I know I say that every episode, but <laughs> it's true, you know. <laughs> if you know who I am, hey sis, welcome back to the SOS Queendom. If this is your first time tuning in, what is up, my sister? Where you been? Go ahead, unpack, get comfortable. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Shirley Hubbard, a.k.a. Cheryl. I am the creator and the co-host of the Shades of Strong podcast. But like I say in every episode, Shades of Strong is not just a podcast. It is a global movement where we are working diligently to dismantle the myths and the stereotypes of the strong Black woman by creating safe and sacred spaces for Black women to uncake, unmask, and unhide so that they can be whatever shade or strong that feels right for them. Joining me in my virtual studio today is stylist, author, activist, the gorgeous, magical as fuck, Nicole Dick. Hey girl, what's up? What's happening? How are you? Hey, Cheryl. I like that. I'm like, I'm gonna put that in my caption. Magical as fuck. I'm feeling that. Yeah, you are. Listen, (laughs) y'all, Nicole is all the things. Like, for real, y'all definitely have to follow her on IG. She and her daughter have this show where they talk about any and everything. And it's just like, she is so much fun. She has so much energy. She is the life of the Instagram party. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, Nicole, welcome to the show. Why don't you take a few minutes? Introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do. What sets your soul on fire? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Cheryl, for having me. As you said, my name is Nicole Vick. I often add that D in there, so Nicole D. Vick. Um, I am a mother. I am an author. I am a public health professional. I've been working in public health for 16, almost 17 years. I am a community activist. I love my neighborhood. I am from South Central Los Angeles right near the intersection of Crenshaw and Slauson. And if anybody knows anything about Crenshaw and Slauson, you know that Nipsey Hussle, this is his neighborhood. So very proud of my community and everybody and everything that is here. I am a fashionista and Mm -hmm. I think I inherited that from my great grandmama. She was a cosmetologist back in her day, had a beauty salon and my aunt was into beauty and fashion and things. And I think I just kind of, it just, somehow got absorbed into my DNA. And I really Mm -hmm. love talking to women about fashion and social justice. And it's like, it's weird because I got all these different (laughs) things going on, nail polish. Um, I'm just, it's just so many things that I'm so passionate about, but I'm glad we're going to have this conversation today. Yes. I told y'all she is all the things. She is all the things and she does all the things. So yeah, girl, (laughs) yes, I am so so, so, so excited to have you on, Nicole, because today we are going to be talking about uncaping, unmasking, and unhiding as it relates to the Black female body. And so, Nicole, y'all, when I tell y'all, I like, I just love her Instagram account because that girl slays in everything, like, for real, for real, she does. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need to get with her so she can style me because she really does slay in everything that she wears and she can take the simplest little thing and turn it into just like oh my gosh it, it's just it's just be gorgeous like you just had on this 
you just bought this white shirt because let me tell you honey i do be watching your instagram account <laughs> you just bought this white like i think it's like a dress um shirt and the way you styled that thing so many so many different ways nicole i was like what this what girl that thing was so freaking cute i mean it was just like anyway i can go on and on about that <laughs> like i said we're today we're going to be talking about uncaping unmasking and unhiding as it relates to the black female the black female body because as you guys know this season is about things we have lost to the cape and i believe as black women that we have lost our self-image because we are so accustomed to the european standards of beauty and so nicole's going to come in and she's going to you know well we're just going to have a conversation about it just wherever the conversation goes that's where it goes y'all know how we do on here i know that's right before we get into the conversation i want to remind you guys that we have the superwoman quiz for those of you guys who want to know which superwoman archetype is most dominant in you you have to choose from annalise keating cookie lion mary jane paul and olivia pope and so if you are trying to figure out what some of the characteristics of your superwoman style is, that quiz is perfect for you. And you can take that quiz at shadesandstrong.com forward, forward slash superwoman quiz. All right. So uh, Nicole, while we're talking about the quiz, which one do you think you most identify with? I don't know. You got to <laughs> take the quiz, y'all. You got to take the quiz. <laughs> All of the above, I believe. <laughs> And you're right, because all of us have a little, of, a little bit of them in us, but there is one that is most dominant in us. So, I, you know what? Well, I should probably start asking my guests to take the quiz before they come, yes. before they come on. But I want you to take it, too, and then we're going to have a conversation about it. But anyway, yeah. so, yeah, let's get to the topic, y'all. So, Nicole, when you think about the Black female body and uncaping, unmasking, and unhiding like what's the first thing that comes to mind for you what do you think what do you think caping masking and hiding looks like when we're talking about the black female body you know the first thing that really came to mind as you were talking about this was how politicized the black body is specifically the black female body i think all the way back to hot and tot venus and how her body was put up for display and Everybody's, you know, like you said, white America is looking at this body, is criticizing this body. You know, we had very specific features as black women. Most, a lot of us do. Um, the, 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 the ample behind and the ample breast. And I just remember even historically looking at how people have scrutinized our bodies and continue to do so. I think that's the first thing that came to mind, how politicized our bodies are, like, almost to the point that we don't even own our bodies. Um, from our hair all the way down to our feet, all of us, we have been examined, scrutinized, um, missed out on opportunity, have been sent home from school, told at work that your hair is not acceptable. If you are plus size and are shaped a certain way, you're not acceptable. All that is very political. And I think that's the first thing that came to mind, like, dang, how political our bodies are and how politicized they are and up for public scrutiny and how stressful that can be. And so what ends up happening for us is we hide, uh -huh. especially if you're a plus size woman like me, we're taught to make ourselves smaller by hiding, wearing black. Uh -huh. Yeah. You can't wear this. Right. So I think 
there, there's a lot of conversation we can have about this, but I'll stop there and, and let's see where this takes us. Because I, I said that, that politics comes in. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because what I've noticed is even with politicizing our bodies, what I've noticed is that we as a Black female culture, we have become comfortable with the way that we wear our hair. You know, now everybody is, is working that natural look. And I'm, and I'm here for it because I wear my hair natural. Everybody's everybody's working it. And we are more comfortable in the clothing that 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 we'll wear. But what I'm also noticing is we're not as comfortable when it comes to our bodies and our curves, because like you were saying, society has led us to believe that beauty looks a certain way. And so what I'm what I'm finding is we find ourselves trying to fit into that mold that society has created for us. So I guess my next question is, why is it that we can embrace our hair? We can embrace the style of clothing that we what, that we want to wear, but when it comes to our bodies, there's often some shame that comes along with that. I think the social media machine, the 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 larger media machine, the patriarchy, the misogyny is still very very strong in our mm-hmm. society, and I think often that is what determines what is deemed acceptable and what is not in regards to black women's bodies. Now, you know, historically, I would say for us, we've always been a little bit more comfortable with being to a a certain degree, a little bit more fuller figure than the typical um, other folks. I'll just put it like that. (laughs) But um, there's just a lot of messages that we get, and I'm sure you would agree very early on in life Mm -hmm. as to what is deemed an acceptable body type. And what is not? And when you start to see those messages over and over and over again, they get ingrained in your head. And and I'll even say this too, and I know this is some people might, you know, push back on this, but we all have that grandma or that auntie who also, again, is victim to society's messages that often give us very negative messages about our bodies. I remember, you know, my mom, for better or worse, well, you know, you shouldn't dress that way or you shouldn't put that on or grandma. No, you can't. You don't need no more food. You don't, you know, uh-huh. go sit down somewhere. And so it's like we get it on 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 the TV in uh-huh. print media. We get it on social media. But then our own family sometimes don't help to sort of neutralize those messages. And so we get it at home, too. Absolutely. And then it's like, well, what are we supposed to do? And then there come that's where the black clothes come in, the the shapeless garments and you know, yes. yeah. I am girl, I am so glad you you mentioned those shapeless garments because I ain't gonna lie, I used to like be trying to squeeze myself into stuff, <laughs> trying to like what what do they call um the waist, <laughs> um the waist trimmers and, and all those things, you know, trying to shape my to make myself look a certain way in a particular dress or or a shirt so too much of my stomach wouldn't be visible and all those things and what when i think about that like girl it was torture to my soul to have to walk around with that shit on all day <laughs> girl i would be so freaking uncomfortable in that so why are we doing that to ourselves like why can't we love our black females our female bodies as they are and why can't we embrace every version 
of our bodies because as women, our our bodies go through so different, so many different stages when it comes to the appearance of our bodies. Because we out here giving birth to children, <laughs> we yep, we out here we right. out here trying, we out here you know stressing, trying to save all the people from all the things, and so our body goes through a lot of different changes. So I feel like as black people, we as black women, we need to get more comfortable with. We need to learn to embrace our body at every version of it and not trying to squeeze. Absolutely. And when I say squeeze, I mean like literally squeeze into this mold or, or this picture of what people think our bodies should look like. Absolutely. And I was right there with you, team shapewear, team Spanx. And mm-hmm. I was smaller then, but I was still struggling to put this stuff on. Mm-hmm. And I have a small bladder and I'm struggling and stressing out, worrying if I'm going <laughs> to, am I going to make it to the bathroom? All went through that and at 43 am i 43 yet no, i don't think i'm still 42 child. i don't even know no more how old i am <laughs> Shit, I, stop I, counting, y'all. <laughs> I have decided i'm not wearing shapewear anymore and again right. no disrespect or shade to anybody that chooses exactly. to wear shapewear that's not right. the point but the point is that for me i'm like you know what you you can look at me and tell I'm fat. And fat to me is not a, a negative term. It's a descriptor. Right. I am fat. Mm-hmm. If me putting this shape where it's not going to change that. It's, you know, it's like, so I'm not going to wear the clothes, enjoy the clothes. And as you said, you ne- we need to get to a place where we embrace our bodies at every stage. You got to learn to love yourself as you are today. If you want to change that, yes, that's fine. But you still got to be happy with you, right? And and oftentimes we get stuck into this process and this cycle of dieting. I used to diet so mm, much. Mm. Let me tell you, I don't know if you read my book, but honey, it got to a point where when I got on the scale and if that number wasn't right, it would dictate my thoughts and feelings for the entire day. If that number was wrong, I was mad. I was so mad one day, baby, I threw that scale in the trash. I threw the wow. scale away because I was convinced the scale was wrong. And I was so upset. That is not the way to live. It's not. And so, how so do we it, get out of that? That, that was look, that was my next question. That was my next. How do we get out of that? Yeah, uh, it is a process. Uh-huh. You have to unlearn a lot of the messages that are, you know, again, steadily fed to you by media, by all these things that you see on social media, on television. It is a process. It is not something that happens on, you know, in a day. It's a lot of baby steps of, I can't do this to myself anymore. For me, I decided I didn't want to fight myself anymore. If I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight for social justice. But why am I fighting myself? I am my only advocate. Why am I fighting with myself? Why am I denying myself food? Why am I eating weird combinations of food and counting calories and counting points and doing all this stuff to myself? Everybody else is enjoying their food. And I'm over here eating a piece of bread and a glass of water. Why am I doing this to myself to try to attain some some sort of measure of acceptability that was in my head? It just didn't make sense to me anymore. Right. Um and again, I think people sometimes hear those kinds of messages and then say, so you're just telling people to do what they want to do and eat what they want to eat and whatever. And it's like, I'm not saying that. Eat vegetables. Yes. Eat fruit. Drink water. Go for a walk. But mm-hmm. don't make those things such 
an important part of your life that if something happens wrong, that everything falls apart. It should never be that way. Um, but it's not a one, you know, you don't wake up one day and, and say, I love myself. It is a definite process. It is a process of unlearning and mm-hmm. also shaping your environment. If those social media accounts make you feel bad about your body, unfollow. And I've done that before where I've seen a, a plus size blogger lose weight and I felt uncomfortable with that. I unfollowed her. You have mm-hmm. to make conscious decisions to shape what you view so that you don't see those negative images and then you can live your life the way that you feel fit to live it. And I agree with that 100%. And I think that the one of the first baby steps, as you mentioned, is to unfollow those accounts that are constantly feeding you this message that you have to look a certain way to be accepted by people because you don't. What you have to do to be accepted by people is to be who you are. And if they can't accept you for who you are, your black body and all, then those people are not meant to be a part of your life. And I think that's where it starts. We have to first look at ourselves and and, and, and love the person that we see looking back at us until we can get to that point where we are loving Cheryl, where we are loving Nicole or loving whomever might be listening, we are never going to love our black body. Like that is like like you it's like you were saying, like all of these messages were fed to us even when we when we were little black girls. And so there there is some unlearning that needs to take place. There is some unlearning and some retraining and some relearning that needs to take place. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's let's talk about some of the messages that we learned as little black girls when it comes. I know when when I was younger, like I was super skinny and I was, and I I was super dark, you know, black, you know, dark skinned women are in right now, not in, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like people are more accepting of our, of our skin color. But when I was a little girl, if your skin was super dark, you, you were black and you were ugly. And so I got it from both ends. I got it from the end of being super skinny, didn't have a curve anywhere. My butt was flat. I didn't have any hips. I have any of any any of that. And so I got it from from that. I got it from kids at school who would pick on me. I got it from my siblings, you know, and, and when I say my siblings, they didn't mean any harm. You know, siblings, they do what they do. But um right. but yeah, I got yeah, you know, girl, you know how we do as siblings. We call each other black and ugly and you know, all those things. You know, we don't mean any harm. We just, you know, a little sibling rivalry. So if my sister's living listening, you know, you did that to me. But I, I know you were just playing, girl. But anyway. <laughs> But I think the thing I'm saying is like even those things are embedded in us from from childhood because we got those messages at, at such a young age, even when we were on the playground, you know. Yes. And, you know, I told this story in um in a previous episode, that game that we played, Red Rover, Red Rover, and I was so skinny, you know, that the opposing team will always choose me. I will be one of the first people they chose because they knew I wouldn't be able to break through. And that was because my body, my body was skinny. So I learned to hate my body because of the way that I was made. And I can remember even in my early teens trying to eat massive amounts of food so that I could put on weight. And now, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have no problem with putting on weight. It just comes on all by itself. I don't have no problem with that now. (laughs) But in my younger (laughs) day, (laughs) in my younger day, like I remember eating massive amounts of, of food. As a as a young teenager, trying to put the weight on because I felt like, 
oh, if I if if my butt looked like this, if my hips looked like this, then more people would like me. And so I didn't like my body. So let's talk about some of the messages that, you know, we, we received in childhood. Did you experience any of that? Um, I was chubby as a child, so I didn't, I wouldn't say I got teased a lot, but I knew very early on that I was different than everybody else. So I will say that there was also the conversation about hair that was really prevalent um, growing up. I don't remember if it was again directed towards me, but I do remember all the conversation as, as kids about, you know, oh, your hair is nappy. I remember, I do remember being a really small child. Um, and here goes an example of how the media and, and the images we see on media um, sort of play into our perceptions of ourselves. Obviously, I must have been seeing a lot of long flowing blonde hair or something on television or, or wherever, because I can remember being a kid and I had this red hooded uh, fleece jacket and I would always put it over my head and pretend like I had long hair, like I, I wanted long hair like the other kids had or the white kids or the Latino kids. So um, definitely the hair conversation, the lips, if you had big lips, that was a, a conversation I would often hear. So I think for me, because I was sort of a nerd and a quiet kid, they really didn't bother me, but I definitely did observe a lot of those conversations about body type, about what's acceptable, and, you know, as I got older, high school, a lot of that conversation was coming from guys, right? Because you want to be acceptable. You want to be liked by the guy that you have a crush on. But, you know, he has his preference. And if you don't fit that preference, then you figure, well, I'm not good enough. And so then for me personally, it became I wanted to be a people pleaser. And then I'm doing things to try to get these guys attention. That wasn't always the best thing for me. Um, and my health and my sanity, you know, so you find that young women may become more promiscuous or doing becoming sexually active more uh, sooner than they intend to, because, again, they're trying to appease or appeal to that male gaze. And that also drives you to do things that, you you know, to your body oh, I'm about to go on Weight Watcher or Slim Fast or plastic surgery. I've had you may not know this. I've had liposuction and I wouldn't say it was because a guy told me to. But again, it was I had lost weight. I had gotten down to a size that I wanted to be or that I thought was what I should be. And I didn't like how my body looked after all that was done. And so I went and got liposuction and paid ten thousand dollars that I could have done a whole bunch of other things with <laughs> to get liposuction. Um, and, you know, of course, my mom was living. I didn't even tell her. I didn't tell her till after it was done. Um, and she was like, what is wrong with you? But for me, I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to look a certain way and fit in a certain pair of jeans and, you know, be quote unquote normal. Oh, normal. normal. Right. And who is defining normal? Who is saying what a normal body looks like? Who's defining that for us? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Who is defining that for us? I mean, like, seriously, and, and like Nicole said, we're not knocking people who's had any work, any work done. That's on you. Whatever makes you feel good about you, then go for what you know. We're, we're not here to judge. But I know for me, I, I can't even sit here and lie and say I don't look at some of the celebrities and the musical artists on TV and I'm like, oh, if, if I could just have a body like that or, oh, if my butt would just curve like that, oh, if my stomach was flat like that, 
I could do this and I can do that. And I'll tell you one other thing, um, Nicole, over the course of a ma- of maybe about three to four years, I have gained a, tr- a look, I was about to say tremendous, but yeah, I have gained <laughs> a lot of weight and uh-huh. it has in like, in all honesty, it keeps me inside. Like I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. it 100. Like I don't, I am not comfortable enough in my own skin right now where I will, where, where I feel good. I'll go out, you know, when it's safe, you know, with my mask on and all that. Right. To a a restaurant or sometimes like I'm even ashamed to go in a grocery store because I don't really like the way my body looks right now. And so this extra weight that I have put on has caused me to hide. And so sometimes when I am watching television, I find myself imagining what my life would be like if I could look like this, if my butt could look like this, if my stomach could look like this. And it keeps me from showing up as much yeah. as I would like to show up because I am not 100% comfortable in my own skin. And that's because of the things that the messages that I have received throughout my life, that you have to be a particular size. Your body has to be shaped a particular way in order to look like you say a normal or look good to other people. And we all want that. We all want to be accepted by society and by our friends and our family you know and all the people so how do we move past the hiding I think that's the question I think for one thing I'll say it's perfectly normal not to always 100% of the time feel comfortable with your body it is that is to me is perfectly normal we we're not always happy all the time we're not always you know, wanting to go talk to our to our friends all the time. So I think it, it's perfectly fine to not always feel a hundred percent comfortable or happy with your body. First right. of all, second of all, considering what we have been through this last year or so, yes. I think it's really important to extend grace. It's yes. important to extend grace yes. to yourself. I survived. I am alive today. Come when so on, many sister, people come are not. Yes. That is something to be. So it's like, think about, you got to think about it in, in larger terms, like beyond the shape of my body and stuff. I survived a pandemic. Come on. So girl. many people didn't. And that's real. That's real. <laughs> so we got to start there. You have, and I appreciate you saying that. I, I do appreciate you saying that because we did survive. We survived a pandemic. We survived racism on levels that I have not yet experienced in my lifetime. Like the the level of racism that we've experienced in the last couple of years, or blatant racism. Let me say that, like in your face racism. Yes. I have never experienced that in my 52 years of living. And so it has taken a, taken a toll on me emotionally. And so I, I found myself eating more and not only that, but in 2019, I've had eight deaths in my family, you know, and it's been like, it's been an awful, an awful lot. And so girl, I'm just glad you say, girl, give yourself some grace because I survived. Exactly. And and let's not even get and, and this is a whole nother tangent to a, con- a a bigger conversation. Let's not talk about the impact of stress and racism 
and trauma on black bodies. We got high blood pressure, black people have diabetes. Why? Why? Can we answer that question? Yes, why? Think about all the shit we have to go through. Exactly. And it's not so much. And we say, well, it's because y'all eat high salt food and y'all eat bad food. The whole country eats bad. White people eat bad food, too. We are are impacted by racism in this country. Mm-hmm. And that's what is killing us. It's not the the, the potato chips. It's not the soul food. Mm-hmm. It's not the sugar. Right. And it's if the muscle and emotional trauma. Food, that's what it is. Exactly. So we got a whole bunch of other things to be worried about, you know, and, and sorry, but I'm going to eat the Oreo cookies, okay? Because yes. I'm stressed out, <laughs> right? Or, and I'm going to also take a walk, too, yes. and get some sunshine, and I'm also going to drink my water. But there are so many other more structural issues that impact us that cause the diabetes and the high blood pressure, and those same issues also cause um, African American infant mortality, African American maternal mortality. So if we really want to do it. You know, I got that public health degree now. We yes, want to really dig come through it. with the education. Yes, sis. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's yes, talk about let's the break it down for the people. Yes, right, right, and it's it's beyond individual behavior. Um, and so we have to again extend grace to ourselves because we are under a lot of stress yes. that is related to being a black person in the United States of America. Ain't got nothing to do with some Oreos or some or chitlins Come or anything on, else. Okay, Come so on, let, let's just make that clear. <laughs> Break it down for the people, honey. Break it down. Yes, girl, you said all of that, and you are so right because there are so many contributing factors to you know, being overweight by society's definition. Let me just throw that in there. You know, like there's just, there's so many contributing factors to that. And I don't think, I hate to use the word dominant culture because I just, I, but anyway, y'all know some of the yeah, white people. I agree. <laughs> right. But, and I don't think that when people are doing these, um, these, um, what do they call them? Um, what's the thing I'm looking for? studies or what have you when people are doing these uh-huh. studies and 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 they're talking about obesity in the in the African American community they're not taking into consideration the emotional and mental trauma that black people experience on a daily basis i mean like we cannot escape it it's yep. everywhere we look and i don't think they take those things into consideration when they're doing those studies so I wanted, we're about to get ready to wrap it up, girl, because baby, this time is flying by. But I want to talk, talk about some things that, that we can do on a daily basis, like in, you know, inside our own homes as individuals. Like, what are some things that we can do to learn to not hide these beautiful bodies that we live in, regardless of whether or not they live up to society standards. Like what are some things that we can do on a daily basis where we can learn to love every stage of our body? There's, there's many things and I'll just name a few. I think one of the most important, well, there's probably two that I would say are most important. First of all, self-care, carving Mm -hmm. out time for yourself. Um, For me, it's me polishing my nails every Sunday is my self-care strategy. That's when I am quiet. 
instill because you can't move when your nail polish is wet. I got to focus. I have to be still in, in my thoughts. So a self-care routine, it could be nail polish. It could be taking a walk. It could be going for a swim, taking your dog for a walk. Anything where you have carved out time for yourself to mm-hmm. focus, to reset. That's important. The second thing is getting yourself a group of friends that are like-minded, that you you can find that support. You can bounce ideas off of each other. You can talk about your fears or what you're scared of and and, oh, I don't want to try this outfit or I don't I'm, I don't feel good about myself. You need to have that core group of sister friends. And I have one. I just saw them the other day um, that you can kind of be vulnerable with and, and talk about those really important things that matter the most. I think we took a little bit on the, uh, the next one I'm going to talk about. Create that social media. You know, we have all of us are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever we are. Make sure you curate your feed so that it reflects positive images of black bodies. Um, There's the body positivity movement, which I will say has been co-opted. Okay. It was started by black people. Like everything. Right. But we're reclaiming it. Okay. We're trying to bring it back around. Um, Follow, you know, I have a wonderful friend. Her name is Pia. She's on Instagram under mixed fat chick really strong body positive advocate find those people that are talking about loving yourself as you are today right and i think those are really three good strong recommendations and then also just be curious and excited about fashion try new things mm-hmm. see what some of the influencers are doing watch my instagram see what i'm watch doing watch her instagram y'all yeah <laughs> like and i mean like I don't know if y'all think I'm kidding, but I mean that with every fiber of my being. This girl is so freaking fabulous when it comes to fashion. I mean, like, she's playing everything, like, for real. Because, <laughs> like, I, Nicole, I am not kidding you. Like, I look at your page and I'm just like, I have to get her to style me because at the rate I'm going, I ain't probably losing no weight no time soon. And so I'm just going to have to go shopping. <laughs> that's right. And that's okay. <laughs> And that is okay. And, and I'm and like, guess what? I'm going to have to get her to style me because, so yeah, follow Nicole's Instagram account too, girl, because I'll be talking another 30 minutes about how fabulous her, like, girl, because that, that page is all the things to me. Like, I don't I don't always, I may comment every now and then, but I don't always comment, but I just want you to know, girl, I'll be watching and I'll be like, yes, honey, she slayed that. I mean, like, for real, for real. Thank I you. Slide her, I, Thank I slide you. her DMs every now and be like, girl, sis, you did that. Yeah, and yellow is definitely one of your colors. Yes, Anywho, you. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get ready to wrap it up, but yeah, I want to make sure that we are driving home the fact that Caping, masking, and hiding is called is costing us our self-image. It is costing us the love for our body. And so we need to get back into this place where we love ourselves. Like we've said a number of times already that we love us where we are right now, regardless yes. of what that looks like. Regardless of what it looks like, we need to fall in love with every fiber of our beings from the inside out. And that's all I got. What you got, Nicole? I I agree wholeheartedly. And again, gotta you gotta do it for yourself. And the last thing I'll say is you gotta do it for yourself because guess what? Guess who's watching you? Your children are watching. 
they are watching how you talk about your body and they will internalize that. And then they will tell their children the same thing. We got to be really careful with that. So that's, I think that's my parting thought. It's not even just for you. And of course you are important. Yes, you should do it for yourself, but your kids are watching. Your, uh, your nieces, your nephews, they're watching. Your nephews and your sons are watching too. How you talk about yourself. I'm glad you brought that up because if we, if we are talking about breaking generational curses, then it starts with us. It starts with us. And I don't even like to refer to them as curses because it's really just learned behavior. So if we want yes. to stop the whole generational, unhealthy, traumatic behavior, then that begins with us. Because like Nicole said, that the kids are watching us. So, yeah, y'all, we're about to get ready to get out of here because we just be talking and like time has <laughs> flown on by and I didn't even realize it, but this red light is flashing at me. So, yeah, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. But like I said, we talked about body image. We talked about um, how the media contributes to that. We talked about our own personal journey. So if anything that we talked about has resonated with you, we would love to hear what you thought about it. So. You can share your thoughts with us on any other social media platforms. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's keep the conversation going because the more we talk about these things, the more we can dismantle, because y'all know that's what we're here for, the myths yes. and the stereotypes of Black female bodies. <laughs> so yeah, let's definitely keep the conversation going. Nicole, tell us one more time where we can find you in the online space and any other information that you would like to share about the services that you provide. Sure, sure. You can find me on Instagram at Nicole Devick. You can find me on Facebook. I have an author page for my book. I'm on LinkedIn. If you're business-minded, I'm there too. Um, I have a website, www.NicoleDVick.com. I have a book. Um, you can find information about the book on my website. I also have styling classes. I'm actually hoping to launch this uh, summer. Um, more of like a college course on fashion and styling. Um, I do offer one-on-one, -on -one, but we felt like it'd be a little bit easier to have a class because everybody has an opportunity to learn from each other, create friendships, and, you know, sort of lean on each other. So stay tuned for that. Um, but if you sign up on my website, you'll be able to get the updates whenever we're ready to launch. Okay? Wonderful. And I will have all of Nicole's information in the show notes of this episode. So if you missed what she said, <laughs> sweetie, we got you. We got you. So, yeah, we're going to get out of here. Like I said, we are Shades of Strong on all social media platforms, website, shadesofstrong.com. Hit us up. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Share your journey with us, and we'll continue to share ours with you. All right. We are out.